All right, we are back with another episode of the Dynasties podcast. Again, James, screw your little intro. We're taking this over. We do it the way we want to. We got the king of the of all of fantasy right now. The guy who is just killing everybody left and right. We got Tyler B. What's up, man? Appreciate it, Teddy. I mean, there's no person I'd rather do a podcast with. Someone that has such high integrity, has built his team the right way, and is clearly showing that he knows better than most how to build a team up. So couldn't be more excited to be here. Look, I, appre- I appreciate all the praise that everybody gives me. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, I'm, str- I'm I'm in that little phase now where I'm trying to creep up. But y'all just take a little extra step further or further away. So it's, 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 it's tricky to stay patient. But I think, you know, sometimes you, you know, the Hurts thing didn't really it didn't speed anything up for me because I don't think I would have gotten a player like Hertz or Kittle with the assets that I gave up. But then again, you never know, you know, we've, we've seen some picks become important, but I'm trying, man. I'm trying to sneak it in that playoffs. Hopefully we get this expansion going, James expand the playoffs. Um, and you know, maybe we can make some magic happen in the future with my mid tier team right now. I would call it a little bit above mid tier, but I, I agree. And I appreciate Everything you've done for me, protecting me from the, uh, you know, the Pensick clan. It you seems know, like, you know, James, I, I don't have anything personal against Sam or Andrew. I really don't. I think that real issue at hand here, Teddy, is I think James is starting to bleed his thoughts into his brothers and have them almost do his dirty work for him, right? I mean, you don't see James talking a lot of smack in the group it, chat. It seems to always be Sam or Andrew on his behalf. It, it's one of those things. I'll let you cook because realistically I'm, I'm watching it. I'm like, yo, it doesn't make sense. Like this is the guy that's been terrorizing the league for so long, still has all this power that he's just swinging around and everyone's just defending him. Like, yo, I, I know we've got a new number one and Ty is the clear. Like, it's easy to target the guy at the top, but you don't have to diminish the accomplishments when you know if you if you're gonna aim for the king just go ahead bring your best shot you don't have to talk dirty about it we can continue to talk dirty about james because we know we it's documented we know what james has done like we 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 know he's kind of had some shady dealings but the dude is good at this shit like he knows how to really build and it's it's annoying because I i i tried to put him down but he's he solidified himself as a top team so um, I, I, it's part, part of it is every time, and it happens in every league that I've ever been in, the top team in a dynasty type of setting is always going to have a target on their back. And because the way this league is set up, this is probably the most connected unit that I have a league in where it feels like outside of maybe two or three people that have lives outside of this, everyone, when something happens, we are all engaged. And because yep. we're all engaged and we all are active it's easy to just target the guy that's putting up all the points on the leaderboard, you know? And because you have been active, like the 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 deal for, for digs, right? What a fucking move. You know? It it's, I appreciate it's one it. of those where it's it's kind of the same thing where well, that, that Billy did, you know, you it worked out for both parties. You get an elite receiver and you're only pushing your envelope on trying to really solidify your your position and getting a ring billy did the same thing um getting getting hill so you're doing all the right things but also the guys that are working with you are also getting assets back that they feel are adequate so it's 
it's it's easy for people on the outside to say, nah, this guy's, you know, dirty and all that. Well, you know, we played within the rules and sometimes the rules may be set to to be benefit to, to benefit certain people. And now the yeah. rules are different to where, you know, it's a little bit level. But you you've done a great job. Your team is amazing. I'm, I I tried. I really tried my hardest. I, I couldn't pull off a of Ben and play defense like you were scoring at will. It, it was annoying. <laughs> um, but it was it, it was it was a pleasure to to beat you in the past when you were trash. But now that you're good, it was just it's just a pleasure to stay within a hundred points. I appreciate that. I appreciate the kind words. I think it's important for everyone you know listening to this to remember, right? Like. You know, just because James isn't at the very tippity top right now, he's one punch away at all times. There's a reason everyone goes to James for fantasy advice when they're looking to make trades and things like that. You got to keep a close eye on your enemies, man, because they're always plotting something. Something's always going to come up where James is going to be able to take a swing. I just don't want anyone to get lulled into some false sense of security when communicating with him. And, you know, that's a big reason why I like to bring up James or I mean, maybe Sam doing some of the dirty work for him. Man, I think Sam just Sam is always gonna have the one person that he he targets. James James is less of a threat now because James lost twice, but James is now second, right? James is sitting at second um, overall in in my in my eyes when it comes to this thing. I still have Billy as a better team, but right now, as far as form goes, James is right there. It's just you built such a big gap <laughs> that it doesn't. Every, it's everyone else. It's it's you against the field. So yeah, I, I as as a as a hardened rival of Sam, I understand what he, I understand where he's coming from. We have to, we yeah. have to target and try to see if we can slow you down. But I, I I still have James as the number one villain. I do I agree, and I do love how I I really only have good relationships with a handful of people in this league of people I've known previously. And like you said, whenever anything happens, everyone's involved. Everyone's sending messages, except maybe Griffey, because you know he's got a lot of things going on. But Everyone's on top of it. Everyone wants to give their feedback. I think it's incredible. Hey, but Griffey is always watching. All right. Always watching. He's always, always watching. watching. Griffey's one of my favorite guys in the league, man. He'll answer my text messages, that's for sure. Right. Look, I, I already know that he's <laughs> he, he's the model that I'm trying to build my team on. He was just kind of quietly building and got all the assets and used them right wisely. And now he's I think getting healthy. He might he might be making a push. So Sam and Ben better watch out. All right, so let's talk quickly on just uh, uh, matchups from this past week, high level. We don't need to go into too deep in. It's already Thursday, so I think everybody kind of knows what happened. Uh, my matchup with uh, with you, pretty much as expected, you put up another two, another 190-some points. Um, I think good performance across the board from your unit. I I actually did pretty well. 140, I think, was would have been a decent week, but most – teams this week actually performed who didn't perform this week i think everybody put up some solid numbers. every team performed this week yeah, yeah. everyone's so, over 120 i believe and i think he just caught my team on a bad week cd had it. his best all year aj Same. brown's on a hot streak it's just a lot of things that could have went wrong went wrong you know yeah and you know i could i could say yeah well i didn't have fields or in which now realistically fields would have not been better than Gino, realistically, like I'm not, he's not making up 50 points. So, um, but you know, you, you're, you're, you're playing well. You guys are getting high. Hopefully you're not wasting all your bullets early. Cause you know how some of these things go, you know, uh, some of these oh, guys 100%. start to slow down and, uh, 
Hopefully, CD didn't have his best game of the year, right? It wouldn't did. surprise me if he did. Listen, you <laughs> won't find me talking shit before it ends. That's just not the way I want to do it. No shot. But speaking of fields, I mean, maybe we could talk about this a little bit later. Maybe we can do our first trade on the show, Teddy. I need a third quarterback now with Captain Kirk going down. You ever have any interest in bringing him back in? I mean, look, look, I don't want Kirk. But <laughs> if, look, if you if 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 there was ever a pair to make a deal on air, it would be us. And let me just, can I just give a little uh, a flyer out there to all the teams that are vying for a top pick? I don't think there's any better quarterback to trade for ILP-wise than Kirk Cousins. If you have a guy that you're <laughs> open to moving and you want to help your own draft position because of the way James set it up, which everyone knows I don't agree with, I'm more than happy to work something out. I got draft capital pair with it. Hit me up. All right, because I gave him Kirk for um, a pair of snacks, uh, you guys better not give him shit. <laughs> hey, if Kirk doesn't come back, the trade might not look so bad, to be honest. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, other games, uh, we got James against David. Uh, and, honestly, it looked a block closer than I thought it would, uh, but James came up with the win. Like I said, most teams had a very solid week. Um and uh, Dave is in a weird spot. I know he's been starving for Marvin, but he's getting a couple guys that are going to be healthy. Uh, he's still very active when it comes to picking up free agents and stuff like that. So, uh, I think he used to have um, – who was it that he that he probably dropped? The backup quarterback for the Falcons. But Did he? But, he had Heineke on his roster? And Heineke, I'm pretty sure he had Heineke. I might be, I might be tripping, but he has Ritter, so I'll, it makes sense that he would have. Uh, but he doesn't have him anymore because I have him. Yeah, and the Dobbs trade helps him out for rest of year value at least. Dobbs could have a future, and with the Vikings, depending on what happens with Kirk and his recovery. Exactly. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting to, to see. So yeah, David's in a very interesting spot. I mean, I don't, I don't expect him to make any crazy changes to his regular scoring, but you know, with I appeal, you, you never know. Um, we've got Sam and, and Griffey at playoff implication matchup. And of course, Sam took the L Griffey kind of on his, on his charge back. His guys are getting healthy and took it, took it 143, 132. Uh, I, I had this one as a little bit of a toss up just based off of the timing. I think we hadn't seen Griffey's team perform to the level it was expected to. And we already know that Sam took his foot off the gas pedal a little bit with the trade he made with with uh, with Billy. But mm-hmm. Mahomes with, shitting the bed didn't help at all. A hundred percent. And now that Burrow's getting healthy, him and Jamar Chase, that stack for Griffey yeah. is just going to get better and better every single yeah, week. That, that stack. Um, it's I, I really like Griffey's team. Like Outside of outside of Baker, I really like that team. He's got McConnell yeah. now, who should be the key and starter for the, for the Raiders. He's he's got some guys that are, if he could sneak in and then still have a very young t- type of team that I expect to be much better next year. So, oh yeah, hundred really percent. Especially with holding off, especially while Montgomery's hurt too. If Montgomery comes back exactly. and gets the workload he was getting before, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so five and three, I think he's he's in a on the upswing there. Uh, Sam, my dark horse to win it this year. I still have faith. I think he's got the type of unit that has some some interesting upside, but not near enough at the that the top two or three teams have, and clearly not where your team is. But I, I still I still think Sam could 
grab up that, wrap up that fourth spot, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yep. All right. We got Ben and Andrew, another type of playoff style matchup. So interestingly enough, how many games in a row is this for Andrew? I feel like he was. He's on a little streak, right? Yeah, I feel like he, he is. He was um, kind of left for dead in my eyes early on. Lamar wasn't playing well. And three in a row. Dang. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. playing better than me now. Yeah, three in a row off rip. And especially, I think, you know, Gibbs getting the workload he's got in the last two weeks has had a lot to do with that, right? I mean, he's been on a absolute tear. It seems like whoever they put in the backfield for Detroit is just going to dominate. So whoever gets the beneficiary of that running back being involved, the team should be pretty good. Yeah, and that, that team is very uh, – they're consistent when it comes to giving guys guys the rock. So uh, we'll, yeah, it'll I mean, be interesting to see what happens when Montgomery comes back. But Gibbs is, is a stud. I don't expect him to just disappear. Um, and then oh, 100%. Ben – defense died this week you know he's he's been playing the right matchups <laughs> you know i i'm i'm all in. i'm i'm with ben i i want him to shock the world but it's it it, it you can only do so much uh with, with yeah. what you have listen every defense is going to have an off week no matter what you know every great defense is going to have those so for ben to still score 130 though i mean that's still a pretty solid week overall and you know most it weeks is. that could get you a win yeah, with his uh, with you with your favorite quarterback, um, Jordan Love. <laughs> so. I wouldn't even call him a quarterback. He's uh, I'll, I'll save that for another time. Is this one of those games that Ben could have won? He has he had Sam Howell with thirty on the bench. Oh, Dang. yeah, that would have gave him fifteen more points. It would have been if he had what, started Howell. Uh, yeah, he would have won fifteen and a half. He would have won that game. It's tough. Well, now I you mean, know. Ben, you, yeah. you, can't, you can't do it. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's. It, I think it's coming up to be a very interesting uh, second half of the season with the way some of these records are shaping up. Hundred percent. I think we're just seeing if you make the playoffs, there's a lot of teams that have a chance that could go crazy any given week, win the games, and then ultimately win the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got Kenny and Kevin, two teams in the basement where I used to reside, where we both used to reside, actually, before you just, yeah. you know, pulled a bunch of sevens out your ass. Um, <laughs> this one, Kenny, I, I will, I've said it. I, I love Kenny's approach and team. He 140 for a team that you know is a year and a half, two years away. It, impressive. Granted, you know, Gus had the time of his life, but I, the, you look at that output, it wasn't like there was anything dramatically out of place from the guys he has. So, yeah. And yeah. I mean, Gus play. Edwards has been incredible too. I mean, yeah. Gus Edwards is looking like a feature running back right now, just with the usage he's getting. Yeah. He had a little bit of a toe injury coming into this week of practice, but I think he should be fine. And then Might Kevin, not be a bad time to flip. I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he's going to do that to the Gus bus. I mean, he should realistically he probably should, should, right. You know, because I, I, we think the Raiders, the, the Ravens could probably get another running back within the next year or so. You get what you can for a guy at the, I, I would say the peak of his production. Uh, and you never know. He might get hurt again. He's already had a, a big injury in, his, in the past. Yep. Um, Kevin, more. Kevin's in a weird spot where I, I like, I like the team and I like the way he's built, but it's, it's kind of a crapshoot when you, when you have to start Tyler Algier as your, 
as one of your running backs, Damian Pierce. There's a few pieces he's missing, but I think he's building the right way. Young, young-ish receivers. Um, he's got some decent quarterbacks, and he has a lot of picks. Uh, so definitely a guy to watch out for. I, I expect him to make a big splash move before the next draft. I, I just, as he should. I, mean, I think, I think just... he's right there. Can we talk about how a disappointing Florida Gator fan in me, Damian Pierce, has been this year, especially after the year he had last year? It's got to be heartbreaking for Kevin to see that week after week. So, yeah, it, but it's one of those things where you, talk, you, you, you know, you, you look, you, if you really look into it and you look at the numbers, it kind of makes sense. Some of the, some of these guys have the profile, and this is this exactly why the NFL and running backs have not blended well the last few years. And you just, it's just hard to really. Uh, carry that production unless you're like a top tier back look at Javante Williams yep. on the other side. like we we have a bunch of guys that probably the first few games of their career look great and then not Tyler Algier thousand yard rookie season now he's behind you know Bijan even though that team should be able to support two running backs with the coaches and Cordero Patterson apparently because somehow he played whenever Bijan was sick and he's like 35 or whatever how is he still getting touches all right but you know I think both teams in, in good in the spots they want to be in, realistically. And then sure. the, the shocker of the week, Billy goes down to Keenan. Keenan's first win um, with 150 and 138. Granted, th- there's a few few things that had to go Keenan's way this week for that to happen, but this is why we play the game, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's That's just... Probably- just Shocking. to, to win is. like this, if you look at it, right, you you win like this and it's like, all right, Kenny Pickett had, he had four points from a quarterback, from quarterbacks <laughs> total in his starting lineup in a super yeah. flex league and scored yeah. 154 points. While <laughs> on the other side, you had 30 from Josh Allen and 11 from Stafford. It. You look at just that piece, you're like, oh, yeah, he got blown out. No, he had some guys step up, and Kamara's been a usage monster since coming back. Incredible usage. And, I mean, I think that's there's something you're leaving out that's a big reason of probably why Keenan was able to pull this off. And it, I think it has a lot to do with him being an honorary Pensick, right? Like, I think there's oh. something maybe on the back end <laughs> that could have contributed to him scoring this much. I'm not saying James <laughs> knows any of the players or anything like that, but – I'm just saying there might be something there to look into. So, all right, you say that it's not it's it's you say that right, but DeAndre Hopkins at 32, who's who's <laughs> yeah. DeAndre Hopkins' quarterback? Will Levis. And who's got Will Levis in his league? Look, James Pensick. It sounds crazy until you really put it down on paper. James is really pulling all these strings. Y'all need to wake up and open your third eyes, guys. Right. Yeah, there's nothing shocking here. I mean, I can't believe Griffey didn't take Will Levis. When he traded for me to that 12th pick, I was like, he's getting his guy. Kentucky fan, loves Will Levis. He's going to do it. And then he didn't, and he ended up drafting, I don't remember, but it might have been like two running backs. Just feels like it could have been a big missed opportunity for Griffey if, he, if Will Levis actually ends up being legit. Yeah, but that's if he ends up being legit. It's one of those things where – I, I've seen it too, where you want to you you want to get a quarterback, but then you could end up with Malik Willis. You know, it, that's mm-hmm. that's part that's part of the hesitation. You see it happen, and you're like, all right, well, not all these quarterbacks are going to be great. I'm now picking the what the fourth guy that is going to a situation where he might maybe play eventually. It, it's I think Griffey made the right move in my eyes. 
I'm just yeah, mad that we he, he ended up picking uh, Mims and Roshan were the ones he picked over Lettuce. Look, I I will take Mims and Roshan long long term before I mm-hmm. take uh, Levis. I think Levis is is fine, but let's see it again. You know? Yeah, I agree. He played I agree. on a team other than the Falcons. He plays he plays today. Let's let's see how he does Thursday night football. We'll not be watching that snooze fest. <laughs> no <laughs> shots. Watch him throw another four touchdowns. All right, but <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the recap for for the the game slate slate of games. Um, so before we get into this week's theme of the pod, which is basically just going to be talking about the rankings and going into each team and just kind of how they fit into the Teddy rankings. Um, we have a lot of questions from the from the people. They do want to know. They have a lot of things that they they want to ask. Mainly you, but I'll ch- I'll chime in with some of my um, some of my feedback as well. So when you're ready, sir, I will ask the questions. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. All right. So no need to go rapid fire since I think we got some ample time here. But Kenny, in true Kenny fashion, asks, <laughs> "What's?" What's your favorite hot dog or hamburger toppings? And how many of each could you eat before throwing up? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, you know, a question I probably should have been prepared for once I knew I was joining in on the podcast, some food related <laughs> be about to eat. I wasn't prepared for that. I, I would say that for both, for the most part, I would say, it, you know, it comes down to uh, onions. I love raw onions on a burger or hot dog, ketchup, mm. mustard, maybe a fried egg for the burger. Uh, something along those lines. Nothing too extravagant, nothing too fancy, but that, that's what I would say. Not a relish guy by any means. See, um, like when, it, when it comes to hot dogs, I'm a real simple guy. I don't really want a lot on it. Give me some ketchup, maybe yep. maybe some mustard, but I'm I don't want the what is it like a Chicago dog where they just pile a bunch of crap on it. Like, all right, that's that's too much at that point. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to. No, that's too messy. First off. All right. It's supposed 100%. to be a portable meal that I can just, you know, get on the way out of Costco for a dollar fifty and then feel like shit the rest of the day. Like it's the best case scenario. <laughs> yeah, but all that that's the I, I'm a simple guy. Keep them keep them naked with the regular condiments. And what then when it comes the burgers? to burgers, um with me, I think I, I'm I'm kind of the same. I like onions. Uh do like I think I'll take a regular cheeseburger. But mm-hmm. yep. if I could have like the perfect burger, probably I won't. This isn't my go-to, but if it's like, oh, I want a burger for right now, like I, I need a burger, probably give me some bacon on that thing, some mm-hmm. mushroom with some Swiss cheese. Whoa, yeah. that's a little bit out there. The mushroom I wasn't expecting. Hey, look, and it's not an everyday thing. It's just like, all right, special occasion. Mm-hmm. I need a burger. Like, hey, that's 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 what I'm going with. How how many of each could I eat? I could probably eat like a good, I'll say three burgers, but like, I'll go eight hot dogs. If they're naked and they're regular small, I'm not going that, no, like. What size hot dogs are we talking? Not Costco dogs, right? No, 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 no. I'm talking like regular. Out the pack. Yeah, out the pack, like. That's a tough one. I mean, burgers, I feel like if, you know. You're getting all the toppings you want on it. There's no way I'm eating more than two of them. Uh, <laughs> if it's a, if it's a right. hot dog, it's probably three or four. I, I didn't know it was my burger. It. I didn't know it was my burger. It was a, re- a regular burger. Three. My burger, maybe one and a half. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
because that question could change if you're eating a you know a freaking single patty mcdonald's burger versus true going out to some gourmet restaurant getting a badass thick burger it's totally different yo the the wendy's five of five lied to me man them little burgers that give you what is, what is <laughs> they this? used to be bigger, man. I swear, yeah, man. I haven't been in a minute. I ordered. I was like, oh, cool. You know, I'll get a little, you know, you know, bacon cheeseburger. And I came out. The, I was like, yo, this is smaller than the nugget. <laughs> You're like, where's the rest of this? You where's the, the rest, rest of this? James, stop king shaming Kenny. Also, if he's in the vomit, he's in the vomit. Let him live. I'm saying, oh, is that what <laughs> he did? <laughs> Watch out for James. He's coming after his best friends too. Like you know, if he's, saying. he's saying that to Kenny. What do you think he's saying about you? Nothing is sacred with James. Just remember that, people. All right. Who is the most surprising NBA team this season? Who? Yeah. Who will be the most surprising NBA team? Um, because they're over or underachieving. Can I just give a quick answer? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna get on my soapbox about this, but I'm a diehard Miami Heat fan, and we are absolutely terrible. So I'm gonna yeah. put us. As the example, because we are going to continue to underachieve as compared to making the finals last year. One and four start, just awful. But this is what you guys do all the time. And then you guys sneak <laughs> into the playoffs back door and then beat up on the number one seed. And then everyone's like, oh, crap, here they come again. This is how, this yeah. is exactly what happens. And wow. But it's so hard. End, but I mean, you're used to this. You guys grind. You know, you, you guys grind. It's I true. am not a Heat fan at all, but I am very aware of the, the Heat magic that you guys have. I think the team that's probably going to be the most surprising and underachieve is going to be the Bucks. I think the, you know, the, the, the East is, is interesting because there's a little bit more talent now. Um Across the board, and I don't know if it's going to be an easy tra an easy transition for the the new guys that they got over there. Losing Drew is a big deal. Their defense is last in the league exactly. right now, as opposed to second last year. Exactly, you're you're losing that, and that's kind of the identity that the Bucks were. It's a pound pound and play defense, and it doesn't matter about shooting fifty footers. Now you flip it to the opposite end. Yeah, Giannis might not. Giannis isn't the type of guy that's going to let you just not play defense. And I don't think Dame is the type to actually want to play defense. So we'll see. Oh, 100%. They don't got guards that can cover. And if anyone in, in the league's a Clippers fan, they will lose again as every other year. They yeah, will I'm never not. win a championship. It's a cursed franchise, and James Harden will not help that. I, they're not. No. The, the, the team that's going to overachieve, I would say, you know what? Not even the Spurs. I'll say the Thunder. Chet, Chet is is the truth. He's legit, man. He's legit. He's the truth. I like he is that. The truth. All right. Next one. Ben asks, beach house or mountain cabin? Um, yeah. I grew up. I grew up on a farm in in Zambia, so neither. I don't. We. <laughs> what, what is this? All right, y'all privileged folks. I, I kid. I kid. Um, I'll go beach house because I like space song a lot. I'm gonna go with the band. Because I don't want to answer it because Teddy didn't want to answer it. So I'm going to go to the band Beach House because Space Song's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll let you have that one. Uh, dream job. Uh, I don't dream of, of working for, for forever. So I don't have a dream job. But if I could do anything, if I could do anything, it would probably be like um, I want to have. 
Shannon Sharp's job. Yep. That's a hundred percent. Just be paid. I, I, I couldn't agree sports. with you more. Yeah. I mean, there, there is no such thing as a dream job in my eyes. My dream job is no job, but if I had to pick a job, it would be something similar, either maybe talking sports on TV or working for Miami heat, Dallas Cowboys, some kind of sports team. Yeah. See, there we go. We need to file these away to Jerry Jones is definitely hiring you, man. He needs to get out of here, man. Jerry Jones has been holding us <laughs> back my talk. whole damn life. Don't talk mad about that guy. He's 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 going to be your future boss. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. Sorry, Mr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ben, first kiss. What is, is that even a question? Um, ben, you ben answer probably, today? I got an easy answer for it. Well, go ahead. It was probably either my mom or my dad when I was a little baby. I don't remember it, but <laughs> if I had to guess, it would probably be that. That's actually probably valid. See, good way to beat the, the loophole. I don't remember my first kiss. Um, I've been with my wife for so long. So I'll, she was my first kiss outside of the there you go. Kroger parking lot after work. Came to pick me up. Kroger parking like, lot. Yeah, man. She, 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 she's been down since day one, man. <laughs> you already know. Came, came to That's see me. Amazing. Came to see me with my little, with my little hoopty was outside, man. You know, that's how you knew it was love. That's how you knew it was love. <laughs> that is incredible. All right. Um, favorite elementary school lunch. I actually hate all elementary school lunches solely for the reason, solely because now that I like look back, why were we drinking milk in the middle of the day <laughs> with pizza? Yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Did you guys I, used to take the milk cartons afterwards and fill them up with air and then smack them with your fist and it'd make the loudest explosion sound you'd ever hear in your life? That definitely did happen. Um, but yeah. then we definitely transitioned to, I think, the plastic, uh, the, the plastic ones. And we would yep. um, squeeze it until the top would just get shot across across the room. Yeah, we. I listen. I used to love, you know, school lunches. Elementary school was great. I was part of the generation in my age where, halfway through middle school or high school, Michelle Obama made a big change <laughs> to the school lunches. So those OG school lunches, like the OG chicken nuggets or cookies you could get or whatever it may be, were pretty great. And then afterwards, it was kind of a, you know, a quick decline. Dang, that's tough, man. At least you probably had like cell phones in in, in class. <laughs> Yeah, we did have cell phones. <laughs> I was right, but like right, right before my my time was over. Uh, but no, I do not have a favorite school lunch. If I if there was anything from school that I did like was the uncrustables. You guys had uncrustables for lunches and stuff. We we had them for like uh, breakfast, uh, and nice. they, the lady would hand them out and stuff. Grape or strawberry? Uh, grape. Great. Okay. Strawberry. What's it's a wrong? controversial thing online. Listen, some people prefer the strawberry, I think. I mean, that, that's cool for them. They're just doing it wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, James asked, why do you think Kenny is obsessed with it? I mean, look, it's not, it's not, it's not any, it's not a king shame. I think he's just doing a scientific study to see what the thresholds of people are in the, in our community. He's creating a baseline no. for what conversations can and cannot be had. I, I applaud him. I think James should just support his friend Kenny with whatever interests he has. Exactly. And that's the end of it for me, you know? Typically, the people that are shaming 
are the ones that are really the most into it. So <laughs> I think that's what this James is. might be hiding something. <laughs> I think James hides anything. I think James is secretly right now eating a, a bunch of what was the last the last one? Was it um a deviled eggs? <laughs> deviled eggs. Oh. <laughs> God, dude. The thought uh, of that is just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. Ooh, now this is a good one. Um, I thought about this one for a little bit, and I know you didn't prep, so I doubt you will have um an answer for it. But it's actually from James, who I'll give him I'll give him props for this one. Um he wants each of us to name a movie or TV show that most people don't know about and have or haven't seen, but highly recommend. So I'll give you time to think about it, but I have a movie that my favorite movie is Hitch. By the way, I just want y'all to know so that yeah, you know if you, if there is a movie, I actually do recommend you watching. It's it's Hitch. That movie changes your life if you don't know about love and shit. But the movie that I don't think a lot of people know about, and you you guys might I I don't I don't know about y'all, you know. But it's it's a movie that was stuck in my in the the back cavities of my mind that just randomly I'll think about in a, on a random day. And I remember the first time I saw this movie, I was a child. Probably six or seven. The only thing I remember about this movie was the end scene. And uh, I cried, like hysterically. To the point where my my aunt, who was there watching this movie, will bring it up all the time. Like, yo, you really like dramatically cried for this movie, and I never believed her until I saw this trailer randomly when I was watching some random B, B, uh, BCR. The movie is called Mighty Joe Young, and it's about this. It's basically like a realistic version of King Kong. It's just a very big mountain tall gorilla that ends up being. He has a whole story. Watch the trailer, and it looks crazy, but it's a very heartwarming and uh, feel-good type of movie. And I shed some tears at the end. It was, it was, it's a great movie. Should, I, I recommend. I have not even heard of that, but I'm looking at it now. I will definitely check it out. It's from '98, so don't don't go and expecting anything crazy, you know. But it, it yeah, was... yeah, yeah. But it's a classic. You're saying classic to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get you on record. Teddy said this movie's a classic. Get it? Look, it's certified. Hood classic. Anyway. Certified. Teddy's stamp of approval. I uh, I got to apologize to everybody. I'm not the person to ask for this question. I, can I genuinely, I think I hear some echo. Is that me? No, okay. Sorry, it's gone. Um, I, I, have, I can't tell you the last time I watched a movie. Wow. I've never been really a movie guy. If you name any movie that you think I probably should have seen up to this point, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I, the only movie I ever remember watching when I was younger was a movie called 50 50. Uh, yeah. It was a sad movie about uh, someone getting cancer. And I cried at that movie, but I thought it was a good movie. And that's probably the only one I really remember watching. So sorry, guys, not, not a great person for this one. Wow. So you're just. Um... Okay. That, that's so no Star Wars, no, no Lion King, nothing. I grew up on the YouTube generation, man. I'm more of a documentary guy. If you give me a great documentary, like an hour or two long documentary, I'm all about it. Okay. But the movies, they just don't appeal to me as much. I kind of want to- give us a documentary. Uh, I would say My Brother Jordan is a phenomenal documentary. And I would say that the one that just came out on Netflix about the free diving is oh, spectacular. Yeah. Absolutely that. watch that one. 
the opening scene is just silence as you see how long somebody mm -hmm. free dives for and then you think about how long they're holding their breath it's yeah. beautiful documentary okay i approve all right good pivot there you've seen it i i, I did i didn't i don't think i saw that one but i saw it i saw one of the episodes of uh one where they are they're basically telling us like yeah by the way people die doing this i'm like hey um Yo. <laughs> I was going to say, can I just mention, if anyone hasn't seen it, how crazy of a sport that is that these people will literally go to these events and meetups where they compete and they will do 10 dives in a single day where they're passing out nine times out of the 10 dives yeah. and not making it like it's like some yeah. of the most intense stuff you've ever seen. But they're going for it. And there's like entire like ceremonial stuff built around this where people are doing this as like a rite of passage it's like oh by the way you die but like, oh yeah all right well that's cool all the best ones to ever do it are all unfortunately no longer with us like you'll <laughs> see it in the documentary yeah, it's not the kind of sport that you can enjoy the legacy of but super right. cool and what was that called uh i don't remember what it's called but it's on netflix i think it was i think it was literally called free dive or something like that <laughs> But there you go. There's there's Mighty Joe Young and Free Dive guys, something like that. Check it out. All right. All right. Uh, James with another one. Who wins their second championship first, Kenny or Andrew? And how long does it take? Uh, I've got Kenny winning it, and I say three years. Quick. <laughs> that's a uh, that's that's really quick. Mm -hmm. I would probably say i'd probably say andrew and i'd say if i were to guess maybe six years from now seven years from now just based on a numbers game of the likelihood of him winning any anyone winning any given year i i have to go pretty far out to hedge my bets how far you said eight maybe like 20 years if we're being you know just to be on the safe side i think andrew has a chance to win it in maybe like 2042 He'll be drafting some kid who wasn't even born yet, and his team will dominate. No, I, I, I couldn't. I, let's say, let's say six years. Yeah, no, I just don't see it. No, you think the, that it, one of those two will win in the next three years? I, I say Kenny is by far more likely to, just because no, like, Ken, look, here's the thing: Kenny will tell, he'll tell anyone that'll listen. He's done it before. <laughs> That's true. It's a great point. It wouldn't surprise me if it was Kenny in the end. I think having great quarterbacks is kind of the yeah, anchor for that. And if piece. Bryce Young ends up being good like Stroud is, then I think I I would start to lean in that direction as well. Don't, but I don't know if I think Bryce Young's going to be good. Look, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it in, in the rankings in a little bit when we get to it. But don't don't sleep on the, these teams in the basement. They're 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 not down there by accident. All right, you look. You were the president of the of the, of the basement crew. So you 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 see how so much respect for the basement. See? I'm telling you, nothing I respect more than the basement crew. There's no doubt about it. Humble beginnings always. And kind of like a uh, Sam's question kind of flips to is kind of a piggyback off of this. He goes, "If we gave your team to someone else to run to run it into the ground, the fastest, how long would it take? Uh, probably two hours." <laughs> If they had bad intentions with it, if that was their goal, was to yeah, tear it I mean, down as quick as possible. <laughs> yeah, uh, to run it into the ground. Yeah, if if you gave me your team and told me, "Hey, kill this and just re <laughs> rebuild," I I look. 
we love a rebuild. You know, I I could I could flip the fuck out of your team. Yeah, yeah. I, what, what if it wasn't the goal? What if you were giving it to a person and their goal was to maintain it and keep it up? How long would it take? You don't have to say names because I I like to. I'd say James honestly would have the biggest chance of messing it up, but um, <laughs> let's just let's not name names. How long would it take that person in your mind to then turn this team into a That's pretty bad thing. one? Everyone here is competent, though. Like everyone has a strategy, and in, in so, except for me, I just I, I go for chaos. So maybe I'm the one that would mess it up. Um, <laughs> like if if, hey, if if somebody offered me enough picks, I might get tempted to. Just say I don't need I don't need McCaffrey to win. I'm scoring 200, and then it'll triple down <laughs> to where you know. Um, I think if somebody if 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 a bad like not even someone in the league, just a bad fantasy football manager, were to come in take your team, it would probably take them James two years two years to run it in the ground, mm-hmm. and I think most of it would just be based off not being active enough. Yeah. A hundred percent. Not keeping up with it, not understanding who's getting old quick, exactly. making the appropriate flips. Just because you have a good team doesn't mean you can just sit on it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah 100%. You know, I agree. I was going to say two years. Yeah, you won the thing and got Stefan Diggs in, in, in the offseason. So you've got to keep you got to keep working. Always be buying ABB. Something like that. All right. Um and Billy now comes in without a player having a heart attack <laughs> on the field. Would you have a trophy? Do you honestly be, as okay as your as your your representative? I need you to answer this as close to as honest as possible. Do you believe yeah. you would have won all I, things? I thought even? about this plenty before. This was the only one I really put some thought into, and I would say maybe. I don't know. No one knows. Anything could happen at any given day in the NFL, you know. That's why you won't see me in there celebrating, talking about how great I was or anything like that. I never have, never will. Uh, anything could happen. So, maybe. So, do you consider that championship fraudulent? Or do you still truly believe it's just a co-championship? No, I would say I won that championship. I would say that you could just look at any league and any year for any fantasy-type sport. And you could come up with a narrative in some way to discredit somebody who won. Maybe they lost their quarterback because they hurt his knee in the first game or in the last game of the season. Maybe, maybe uh, the week before they got lucky because the guy didn't set their lineup and they made the championship when they shouldn't have. So it doesn't even count. Look, as as your representative, I want to make sure that the people understand the the, the gravity of the situation. An entire game was wiped out. Like they just mm-hmm. said, "Hey, a, a guy died." effectively for a time period and then we brought him back to life after but this game can't be like we're done with this so like yeah. does that unique of a situation constitute you reshaping that thought process or is it hey we play the game to play the game and you play the game to play the game sometimes things happen it doesn't mean i'm proud of it doesn't mean that's how i wanted it to go okay but you See, know and i think at the end of the day important. there's there's some things that are just out of your control and that's how it ended up all right. See, I want the people to understand that Mr. Tyler is a fan of competition. He wants Absolutely. to put it all on the field. Sometimes those yeah. opportunities are taken away from us. We have a chance yeah, this listen, year to put it out there. My representative understands me very well. And, and at the end of the day, it wasn't my decision for the game to end that way. 
or how the outcome was determined. I think what we really need to do is direct more of our anger towards James. James was the one that made that final decision. And I feel like he's kind of, you know, breezed by hiding behind me. Maybe we direct some of that anger and hatred towards him. I, I, agree. I honestly agree. <laughs> if When things like this go wrong, you don't look at the com competitors. You look at the commissioner. When things go wrong in the NFL, you don't look at, you know, Rasheed Rice. You say, hey, Mr. Goodell, fix this. I didn't see yeah. anyone questioning James, you know, he gave, he put it up to you guys to make a decision. What type of leadership is this? You know, they the, absolved themselves from wrong. that's look, I think we need to revisit that case from a leadership standpoint and see maybe Bowie would have done it better. I think that's a great point. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, if a business makes a decision, you're not going to have the person working the operating line, you know, putting that statement out on their LinkedIn. It's going to be the head of the company. Exactly. And at the end of the day, James made that decision. I have to respect it. Uh, I'm obviously uh, happy to have won a championship, but I think this year, what I really want to focus on is proving that the team's legitimate and we're going to do it again. Hopefully. Okay, that's fair. You know, but, but Billy's coming. All right. I want you to know he, he, it might not be so oh, 100%. Billy's coming, you know. Billy knows I have the utmost respect for him, his team, the way he runs his shop over there. Nothing but respect. All right. So it's just James you don't you don't like. Yeah, James and his henchmen. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <now. laughs> All right. Um and Billy also asked, what's your favorite color? Blue. Interesting. Blue used to be my favorite color when I was younger, but I think that's because like as a boy, blue is the color you kind of given. But I actually like orange. More so sunburnt, like burnt orange, because it reminds oh. me of the sunset. Really? So we make Florida Gators, me and you, blue and orange. Uh, I love that. Hey, 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 hey. Shout right. out Keenan. Because we've already beat y'all, go dogs. It's it's fine. <sighs> I'll, I'll take it. I can't even watch Florida Gators football anymore. Hey, look, it's you, just had your, you, you had your Tebow years. We have our Kirby years. Yep. It, it worked out. It's true. All right. And David wants me to go into his ranking um, on the Teddy ranking. But before we go into that, we'll close up shop with that, that piece of the pie. Did you have anything you wanted to say to the people um, as a whole or anything you 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 just want anything you wanted to share before we get into the official stuff no i think i think i've been able to you know get a lot of my thoughts out here today i just want to say i appreciate everybody i appreciate teddy my lawyer for always sticking up for me uh i'm excited to see the way that this year finishes because i really think anything could happen and uh i am in the market basement teams come get the best ilp quarterback you ever could imagine for a great deal all right look i like it see with the boy but you guys got to come correct all right he he's learned a lot of tricks from me when it comes to this lawyer thing he'll you know he's he's good he's smooth on his feet now he's very fair but he's not he's not giving stuff away so y'all better come correct all right he doesn't need 100%. another quarterback he wants another quarterback that's the difference couldn't all agree right. more we'll see what else so, with the Teddy ranking. So we've already I've already published these. Everybody already knows, you know, we can do a whole big, you know, shindig about, you know, the, the top to top to bottom rankings. But going from 12, 12 to about nine is kind of that bottom tier of teams that are pretty much out of it. There's no realistic way. Yeah, I think there's is there even a percentage of playoff odds for these guys? I think the top the bottom four teams have a one percent or less chance of making 
the playoffs. So the way the rankings that I've put together are, they're not just on this year and the, the, the production. It's everything. It's not just fantasy management either. It's, it's you as a person. It's you as a vibe. It's how, how you communicate, how, how you are in totality as a fantasy manager too comes into play. So some of these at the yep. bottom, there is a baked in understanding that your, your position is there on purpose. David's at the bottom because David knows exactly what he's doing. All right. He came in with a plan to start for Marvin or get Kaylee. He is in pole position to get whatever he wants. And the fact that he drafted AR last year and flipped some flipped and got and got Kyler for uh flipped Kyler for for T Law. He knows exactly, hey, Kyler's not playing for half the year. That's feeding right into his ILP. That's exactly why he's at the bottom. But He's got that scary potential. If Kyler comes back to the way Kyler was, maybe we got a different type of team for the second half. Hopefully he doesn't ruin it for himself because he's in a great spot to really pick things up. But I have him at 12 because he scored 120 points in a week where everybody was scoring 140. And that 120 felt like he was pushing. That should tell you all. Totally reasonable. You know? Um, Next is Keenan. Yes, Keenan had a great win. I could have probably bumped him up a little bit just because I think his team has been really unlucky this year. I think overall he's had a much better team than produced. But realistically, you got to show something on the field. He just hasn't shown anything on the field. A few, a few, maybe a few coaching errors here and there. But he, the 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 deal where me and him worked out for for Hertz was more so him saying, you know what, there's nothing I can do this year. Let me at least get something that I can build for next year. I was surprised I even gave up on gave gave that gave what he what he asked for up in that deal because I just did I just didn't believe that I would have been in that position. And it hasn't really worked out for me because I've actually been worse after that trade than than before, but I've also played tougher competition. But I think Keenan is in a very interesting spot. He could either go the go backwards or he could go the Griffey route where you slowly build back up. It's all going to depend on how you manage that. But at the end of the day, Keenan, outside of being a Gator fan, he's a vibe. I love the guy. He is an honorary Pensick, though, so you do have to kind of hate on him. It's beautifully said. I'm just going to shut my mouth. This is great. Keep going. Cool, cool, cool. So Kevin is next. Now, Kevin is my right, right. He's right under Kenny when it comes to my basement teams that could really flip within the next year, two years to be in in that top six realm. Kevin's got assets. Kevin's got young guys. And Kevin is smart in the sense that he doesn't jump in all the mess. Everyone's always so quick to judge um, trades and moves and be in the chat all the time. Kevin just kind of sits back to where, to the point where when he does make a move, nobody really analyzes it. But Kevin's made a lot of very smart moves to the point where I'm I'm really believing he's got something planned after this season wraps. Because I don't think there's anything anyone can do to beat the top three or four teams this year that are established. Kevin's going to be able to make something happen. Same way you did, where you cashed in on a bunch of those first-round picks you you had, got you a stud quarterback, and then turned it around, got you a stud tight end. Like, all those things will start coming together. It's not like he has a bad team. He has a core there that he can work with. So watch yeah. out. So, Teddy, quick question. Yeah. Just on the rankings in general. I mean, I've probably had 
10 of the league members text me in the past day or two, all asking me the same question. Like, hey, Tyler, what can I do to get my Teddy rankings up? Oh, would you have anything to say to those you know people in the league? I don't so, think they fully understand how it works. The the way to increase your ranking, first off, you've got to win. I, at the end of the day, I like I I don't control how the formula and the committee votes on this stuff. It's all on what we see and what information is given to us. So we can't really manipulate. I can't say, hey, I I like so and so, so I'm gonna bump them up. So you can't like you know you can't just ask a question like that. First off, you just gotta win. You gotta win. And you got to put a product out there that the people want to see, you know, if I'm talking about your, if I'm talking about your team. I want to look at that team and say, Ooh, I wish I had that player. Ooh, I wish I had done that. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, that's, I think that's why Ben is where he's at. You know, some people would have thought like Ben started off at the bottom. See what Ben did. Ben was at the bottom, at the bottom. And everyone wants to bash him for not, being the best team every week, but really you can only play who's in front of you and you win. And and there it is. And then Ben makes moves to keep trying to be better. He's not making moves yeah. thinking three or four years ahead. He's thinking, Hey, the way my management style is, I got to do this now. Now, some other people might make those type of, same type of moves and it won't work out. But with Ben, he understands, Hey, I'm good at the now let's focus on what we can do to make it. And that's why you've seen him go from the bottom into a top team. Yes, yeah. Ben deserves a lot of credit, you know, for someone who's, you know, we all know my thoughts on Jordan Love. I've made it very clear for years. Ben runs an incredible program over there. His team's phenomenal. He does a great job coaching them up. And when you have results like that, it's, I mean, it's hard to argue with. And just, exactly. and just briefly, before you get back into it, what are your thoughts on the teams that may be trying to make moves in an attempt to, you know, Swayed you or persuade you to move them in the Teddy rankings? Would you say that there's more value in actually, you know, trying to make your team better instead of trying to appeal to the Teddy rankings? So the the Teddy rankings actually do encompass more than just the product, but the biggest mm -hmm. piece, of course, is winning. Like you've got to be able to put something out on the field. But there's a lot of weight in the way you manage and the way you communicate and the way you actually build your core up. Like Kenny's been boosted up the entire time because yo. I, I I think the way that you project out future production, you can't ex you, you you can you can see that Stroud and and Young are gonna be cornerstones of that team. And then you pair that with some of the other talent, the other guys that he has on that roster, you can say, all right, you know what, it wouldn't be surprising if next year he's in the top six. It's not it wouldn't be surprising at all. But but in the same vein, there has to be certain things that makes sense with the the plan in mind you know ben made a move that made sense with what he was doing kevin in the same vein hey i'm not going to be able to make that top that that top 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 tier of group so let me make a move to get some assets give up a, a young promising guy that hey, hasn't really done anything but if he blows up on your team better off because he's not going to help me win right now so things like that are kind of the way you want to look at it because at the end of the day you want to win and also you want to make sure that you're you're setting yourself up for the future. Understood. Appreciate yeah. you clarifying that. Yeah, I, like I said, I had a lot of text messages, so just wanted to make it. Clear. I mean, look, look, it's it's not me. It's not me. I, it's named exactly me as the face of this thing, but really, it's all it's all tangible metrics that are being pulled. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing. If this was up to me, everybody would be ranked number one. I love everybody. Y'all are all my friends. Yep. You know, but at the end of the day, like if you, if you really look at it. 
It's all about what's out there. Yeah, we, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Exactly. We got we got Kenny at nine. Kenny, who I really like, I've already told y'all, he's got exactly the type of he's he's done exactly what I wish I could do. You know, I I I haven't been in a position where in elite in this league where I was able to go and draft young stud quarterbacks that I felt really good about that were gonna go. Look at me. I got fields, right? And even that hasn't been a sure thing. There's been spurts where it looked really good, but there's there's a there's a, there's a way to kind of have a safe a safe bet when it comes to these quarterbacks, right? Kenny had had misses in the past. He he, he had Willis late in the first the previous year. That didn't stop him from saying, "Hey, I messed up. I'm going. I'm not gonna keep believing in a guy that isn't good. I'm gonna go get guys that are actually really." So I think that's why I'm so highly on, on Kenny because he's done it before. He's won. So, yeah. Are you out here playing coins? Are you are you playing coins or something? I feel like I can hear. Can you something. hear something? Yeah. All right. Can you hear me? Yep, you're good. Keep going. Oh, you really sound better. All right. So that, that's my spiel on Kenny. Y'all know I love him. So at eight, I got myself at eight. I look, I had start of the year high high expectations. I think the way that my starting lineup and my bench and uh some of my assets, everything was looking real good. But like Sam always says, there's a bunch of ifs. There's a bunch of ifs, you know. A lot of times. Those ifs don't all materialize. You could have a lot of people that look good week one, but by week nine, they don't all look good. I started off with Fields looking like he was going to take over from last year's trend, and not so much. Traded for for Garoppolo, thinking he was going to be a you know a good QB two or three. He's gotten benched for a rookie. Uh, you know all these little all the bench pieces that I thought I had, they're not that good, and I'm just losing. Like at the end of the day. If you're not producing, it, it doesn't matter. And then on the yeah. flip side, you've got Andrew who surpassed me in these rankings. He's looking like he he's backing into the, the playoffs, really, with the way he's been producing. So got Andrew coming in at seven, just based off of production and the way his team is set up. We we know he's got quarterbacks that can produce, you know. He's got some talent on that roster. It's just taking a while for a rolling. And I think it's slowly starting to turn. So this 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 last playoff spot might be up up for grabs between between Ben, Sam, Griffey, and Andrew. I might still be there, but I've I've said it before. Getting that fourth loss at this stage of the year is kind of like a death sentence. So we'll see if I can speak it out, but I, I don't believe in I don't believe in the other guys falling that far. At six, we got Griffey. Now Griffey and Sam were in a bit. Uh, I, I pretty much have them tied. Uh, the reason I have Sam up is because Sam's team, I think, has a higher consistent um, ceiling than than Griffey's. But Griffey's hasn't really shown consistently what it what we what we thought he could be. And Griffey's built his team organically to where I think, hey, if anyone's gonna come in there and try to shake things up, I want it to be someone like Griffey. Done it the right way. You know, just build organically, no crazy shady deals. But 
I, I truly believe he's he's in that right cusp right now where he could make a move. Sam at five, talent talent all over that team, but the biggest thing with Sam is always going to be, can he do it when it matters? And based on the move that he made for Hill, I think he understands, hey, maybe I need to reload a little bit because the guys at the top have bigger guns than I do. So that, I think that's that's the big that's that's the the biggest thing there. I think Sam could be in that top top three or four, but Griffey and Andrew are catching up to him. And at four, at four we got Ben. Probably controversial. People will probably say, "Yo, you've got Ben sitting in at four. Look, at the end of the day, you've got to win. You got to play who's in front of you. Yeah, he's coming off a loss, but." We're looking at body of work, all right? When you look at everything and you look at the totality of who's on the on your schedule, who else has beaten the top dog in the league? Nobody, you know? That's got to count for a lot. Yep. It does. And yep. all, all, we're all in Ben, but at the same time, Ben's Ben's consistently putting up a good, a good amount of points. His, his team might be, you know, performing above what you expect but at the same time like are we gonna if it's happening every week is it an anomaly or is it really just what it is yeah 100 percent. listen that anyone that questions that you know you got to look at the full scope like teddy's saying it's a lot more than just one individual stat whether it be win or points whatever maybe there's so much that goes into it so it makes sense exactly at three hot take here i have james at three and not at two I got James at three, mainly, mainly because I think it still comes down to the top two dogs. James is still closer. I think James is closer to um, to four and five than he is to one and two. Just looking at the way the way the weeks have played out, when when the top guys have struggled, it's they've still barely lost. And that's the difference. You, the eye test is still there for the top teams, which is why I have Billy at two. And Billy's losses, really, a lot has to go wrong for Billy. Billy to take some of these L's. But then you really look, really look and dig into it. It's like, all right, there's a lot that had to go right on the other side too. You know, and the basement of what 140 feels like, the low end of what you expect from Billy's team. And yeah. that's and with Jefferson coming back too. If Dobbs can support Jefferson as a top receiver, I mean Billy could really easily win this whole thing. And that's another piece of it. You look at the entirety of the team, and it's you look at just the way he's been able to to function. Getting getting Hill, and once the JJ comes back, the quarterback's in there now. So. I still have full faith that at number two, Billy is still the closest when it comes to challenging for that for that that ring. And then at number one, no surprise, we got you, Mister Boyd. It, it, there's nothing that can be said that hasn't already been said. Your your team is scoring for fun. It's uh, it's it's uncanny how consistent your team is, but it's even more uncanny how the production's coming from different spots. I think people aren't realizing that it's not the same three or four guys that are going off for 30, 40 points. It's different spots that are giving you these big breakouts. And it's just consistently across the board, everyone. Like, realistically, Herbert's not had a great year. He's been pretty – he's been all right, but he hasn't been blowing anybody out the water. Um, 
yes, you've got McCaffrey, but Josh Jacobs hasn't really been setting the world ablaze. Um, CD Lamb, I don't think that's a locked-in starter for you the way he's been playing outside of the sweep. So there's all these things. Kelsey was down for a stretch, and then this week he barely did anything because Mahomes. So you've got your team, I think, is just a wealth of options. But unlike me, who was struggling to play the right team, you've played the right team, you know? Yeah. So people need to give you that credit, and you've managed your team the right way, and it's it's showing. I appreciate that. I owe a lot to James for trading me Jacoby Myers a couple years back for basically nothing, and he's like a top <laughs> 20 wide receiver this year. <clears throat> he's been super helpful. Uh, yeah, we're just going to keep trying to chug along, man. We got some real adversity with Kirk going down, as well as Kendrick Bourne, two top guys. We're going to have to see how the locker room bounces back from that, but we feel good moving forward. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see how how it goes. I think there's there's a a couple things that could happen that might derail you, but I think your team has so many options that even when guys that you'd expect to have produced, like we we thought, you know, we we really thought Aaron Jones wouldn't just fall off a cliff. <laughs> Dude, don't even get me started on Aaron Jones and Josh Jacobs. It is brutal to watch them. So it's, you know, it's it's one. And and as as great as everything's been, Trey Lance has been a nothing for you. I know. I'm just holding him out of principle because I really want him to get another ring. You know, we really (laughs) love Trey Lance here in this team. You know, we drafted him very highly. We have a lot of support for him. But at this point, that's a dead roster spot just for morale. Hey man, look, it's it, it's part it's part of the game. It's part of the game. It's how it goes. But yeah, so that is this week's Teddy Teddy rankings. Uh, we'll probably have another um, big debut in probably two two or so weeks when we have a good solid top five teams or when the playoffs are, are set. But I think overall, it's shaping up to be a very interesting close closeout to the second half of the season. I think that was extremely important for you to go through that just so everyone really, you know, can understand what's going on when they see these yeah. Teddy rankings. Well, I don't even, I really don't even know. I'm just speaking to what, exactly. what's being pulled out. Some of this stuff doesn't make sense. How the hell am I so low after yeah. starting yeah. so high? How has Ben so high after starting so low? Like, there's so many things that really I can't even explain. If it was up yeah. to me, I would be at the top and James I, would be at the bottom. Because you know, <laughs> I think I think that's something that you deserve some credit for, though. Because we talked about it earlier, right? There are you know faces for organizations or or you know whatever it may be that aren't able to make their own decisions and go to people for advice on what they want to do. You're standing on what that is producing, and you're the face of it and taking the blunt of it, as compared to maybe James earlier, like we talked about. So, telling you, kudos to you. Look, I'm just trying to make sure everybody understands that it's it's above me. All right. It's above me. Presented by Allstate. <laughs> All right. So with that, that that's that's pretty much this week's episode. We do have the we, – we can go into this week's matchups. Uh, maybe we do some really quick uh, rapid fire um, and go off of that. So let's, let's – do, do, we, do we even know what game of the week would be? Let's take a look. I mean, maybe James Jonathan, there's Andrew or Sam, Ben <laughs> versus Billy. There's a lot of great matchups this week. Ooh, okay. Let's start with the team with the ones that really don't have much implications out for both teams. I have I have Kenny. And I'm confident that my team will win. 
but also that Kenny is the type of person that will take all the praise I've given him and then kill me out of out of out of sheer 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 niceness just to take my misery out this year. But I hope I win so I can stay in the playoff hunt, uh, and I fully expect that I'll win. I, yeah, I, I think I I'll comfortably win in this one, but who knows? Agreed. A lot of respect okay. for Kenny, though. Shout out, Kenny. Yeah, shout out, Kenny. All right, and then you've got you you've got David, which a lot of people would say is a bye week, but we look anything I know about about David, he's the type of guy that's gonna go and pick up Jaron Hall and start him against you, and Jaron Hall is gonna go off for fifty points. And I yeah. and no one's going to bat an eye. Listen, there are no freebies in this league. I'm going to pick myself to win, but in a very close game. I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. All right. Um, who else we got that maybe doesn't have the all right? And then the last Denver's no cool. real implication would be Kevin against Keenan. I say look, I call I said Keenan would end the year on a win streak, but maybe Keenan has a win streak in the middle of the year and then ends, you know, regular. But he's got a team that could get hot and just start rolling. I say Keenan wins this one, and I don't think it's going to be too crazy. I agree. Keenan should win. His, I mean, Camaro alone should outscore Algier, Singletary, Darnell Mooney, and possibly Dotson. So I'm going yeah. Keenan. Yep. All right, cool. Look, look at Keenan. All right. Then we've got, we've got Sam against Andrew. Sam needs to win this one. Like, he has to win this one. I think... Sam loses this one. He's I, I don't think Sam cares as much because he's opened his window a bit. But at the same time, I want to see him push into that playoff spot. I want to see him really go for it because I think he's yeah. one of the teams that could surprise you guys at the top. Uh, but, you know, it's Andrew. Andrew's projected for 101, but I also don't think he's got his best roster. Uh, maybe he does. But Andrew's not. Andrew's team doesn't have. It's, it's projected for 100 points. That's yeah. crazy. That that does seem a little bit out there for sure. I think Sam's team is just too good, though. I think Sam's team's legit. Yeah. And I think he'll be able to take care of business. We keep his playoff hopes alive, and I think he'll ultimately sneak in there as the fourth spot. Yeah. All right. And a potential playoff matchup in Billy and Ben. Now, we've talked about ben, Billy's team. They, they, on a bad week, he scored 140. Um, but Ben is the type that'll just play you when when you're at your worst and take advantage. And that's all you can ask for. I'm calling the upset. I'm calling no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm, I'm <laughs> Billy's winning here. Billy's winning this one. Um I, I I don't see him losing on the trot like this. He's already got three losses, which I thought was crazy. So I think he's got some decent matchups as well with his unit. I, I think Billy wins this one, but I think Ben is gonna be closer than a lot of people think. Yeah, I got a lot of respect for Ben, as I said earlier. He, I mean, the way he beat our team earlier in the year, I think he could really pull off anything. But, mm -hmm. I mean, just playing the odds, I got to go Billy. All right, nice. Okay, and I guess we'll, our de facto game of the week will be James against Griffey because this flips – it flips the, the outlook of, of the, the seedings. This could have major implications. I might have to come back next week with another update to the Teddy rankings if this – if, if Griffey pulls this one out. I've got Griffey winning. My guy, so do I. I got Griffey by double digits. Double digits. Okay, I wasn't going to say double digits. I'll say Griffey probably, but let's see, the matchups are, I, I say Griffey 
Griffey by by about seven. And I think it's a comfortable seven. I think it's a seven where James is trying to catch up and it's garbage time points. Mm-hmm. I think with, you know, James is only quarterback in his starting lineup being Will Levis. I think anything could happen, which means I'm going to, you know, call for, if it is an upset, I don't even know if it's an upset, but I'm going to call for Griffey to take this win. He's got Baker, he's got Burrow, the Chase stack. All the guys in his lineup seem like they're primed to have good weeks, and I just I just Griffey, feel it, you know? Griffey, go pick up a head coach. You don't understand? Like, Griffey, little things. Don't do it. It's a swagger thing, Teddy. You don't I, need the head coach, Griffey, because you're the man, and you're going to win this game anyways. I, look, I, I, I think – listen I think to me. Actually get a head coach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, that's – that's a that this is a good matchup. I could this could probably be a very high scoring matchup just looking at the um I honestly no, I, I think James is gonna shit the bed. You're right, double digits. Looking at it, yeah, you're double right. digits, send you're it right. in. <laughs> you're right. No, what, what was I thinking? I, I was getting I was hyping up a little too much. Let let's go. Yeah. I'm going Griffey here comfortably, shake everything up, and we uh we we'll see how the rankings play out next week. Shout out Griffey. Yeah, shout out Griffey. All right. Before we close out, anything you want to say to the people? Anything? Any? Any advice? Any? Any? Any trade advices? You're you're the guy. Everyone says that. Hey, the last couple of years, you've been the one that's consistently been winning trades. You know. Any advice for the people? How 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 do you do it? I would just say always be sending out offers, and when you get turned down on offers, just take it respectfully. The last thing you want to do is burn a bridge because someone didn't want to accept your trade offer. I've seen it in other leagues, not really this league. It's something that I think always kills those kinds of deals. And just just keep going, man. Things change quick in these things. You know, you may feel like you're out of it one day, and then two weeks later, the guy in your roster ends up being a star, and then boom, you're all the way at the top. So just keep going. I like that. I like that. See, got to be consistent. All right. Well, that's everything we got for this week's edition of the Shadonacy Podcast. All right. Before we close out, Ty, how about a suck at bully for the people? Suck it, Suck it, bully. All right. Peace. See you guys.